Welcome to the Iron Roadway, everybody. I've already had like 30 seconds with Dr. Blattman, and he is going to blow you away today. I can tell in just 30 seconds of conversation with him, a wealth of knowledge and experience, and is helping people in our community. And our goal today is to get the word out, some of the knowledge out and experience that you have amassed through the years so that we can help more people, so that we can help you help more people. Glad you're here. And what we've found in all these years is that medicine is not what we were taught. And pain, especially, is not what we were taught. Yeah. So your specialty, you're, an, you're a medical doctor. Yes. And your specialty is myofascial? Myofascial pain. Fascial pain. Right. So what's that mean? Well, you know, our bodies are held together by this tissue we call fascia. Because there, there are some people, before you go off, that don't even know that Kansas City Chiefs are not in Kansas. Did you know that? Did you guys hear that story? So they may not know what myofascial pain is they may not did you did you hear that story truly it was yeah you know president trump said to the great people of kansas yes did he yeah and i'm not saying i'm a fan or i'm not a fan because i like a lot of what he's doing but he missed that so they probably don't know what myofascial pain is. he misses a few things here and there (laughs) we all do so sorry sorry to interrupt so pain is not what we were taught and we were started to talk about fascia Mm-hmm. If you have a steak on your plate mm-hmm. and you take the steak apart, not like your mother told you cut it, don't tear your steak apart, but you do tear it apart because mm-hmm. you want to know how it's put together, mm-hmm. you'll see a thin film on a microscope around every cell. You'll see a thin film around every fiber. You'll see a film surrounds the muscle and holds it together, and then it comes together to form the gristle that we call tendon. Mm-hmm. Well, that tendon does not attach to bone anywhere in your body. Those fibers or strings of fascia that go through the muscle and hold it together interweave with the fascia that covers the bone that we call periosteum. And then it leaves that and takes off in the next muscle with no interruption. We are one string from head to toe that tacks tacks in and anchors to our skeleton to hold us together. Mm -hmm. And that is so significant because most people who suffer in pain the pain comes from the injuries to their fascia that have happened through their lifetime. So is that why you're telling us that what you were taught as a medical doctor is, is what, what was different? What did they teach you that was wrong? They didn't teach us about They don't teach us anything about this, correct. Yeah. And so we're taught that pain comes from spine and nerve and inflammation. Mm-hmm. Well, we're designed to have inflammation. We're designed to have inflammation for repair and for defense. If we have inflammation that's causing us pain, we have a deficit, a repair deficit, something injured big enough we can't repair it, Mm -hmm. and our body has shifted to a defense mode and made us hurt Mm -hmm. for some reason. Mm -hmm. If you don't eat anything that's inflammatory to your body, most all of your little injuries that happen through your day will get repaired under your radar, and your body will never even tell you. So, So we were made for inflammation. We were made to have inflammation yes. for repair and defense, things that are there to help us Makes sense. through those things. Gotcha. It's not necessarily there to cause us pain. Pain yeah. is an over-the-top thing. I got gotcha. you. And not something necessarily to be defeated because it's helping us heal. So inflama- when you're eating things, drinking things that cause inflammation, you are artificially raising inflammation. Yes. That when your body goes to try to heal itself naturally. Makes more pain and lights you up like you plugged in a Christmas tree and all your wounds are right in your face instead of under your radar. Wow, that's fascinating. So 
so talk to me a little bit about how you discovered it before we get into the practicality of how you're helping the people that get to see you now. It was a long time ago. I started in orthopedic surgery. Yes, I read Left that. the training program after a couple years uh-huh. and started working for an urgent care office. Mm-hmm. A dentist walked in and asked me if I'd ever heard of TMJ syndrome. Yeah. <clears throat> this I was told was, I had it once. This was back in the dark ages of medicine before anybody really had heard of it. Right. And he proceeded to teach me how you could touch <laughs> structures inside the mouth, neck, jaw, and reproduce the pain of somebody's headache and face pain. And I never looked at headaches the same way again. So what year? That was 1982. Okay. And so just by him telling you how to touch different places on your face. And inside the mouth. And inside the mouth, he could replicate headache pain. Because the headache doesn't come from your head and doesn't come from the blood vessels like we were taught. Okay. It comes from the muscles and fascia injuries through your lifetime that involve your neck, jaw, face, and even upper back. So fascinating. My wife and I drove Wednesday to Worcester to watch our son play basketball. She, all of her, she has horrible. Horrible headaches. Terrible headaches. I mean, it's debilitating. Yeah. And it's the way she explains them coming on is it's always in her neck. And right. so this is myofascial, myofascial pain. pain. The injuries to her fascia that started maybe in her birth canal or <clears throat> through mm-hmm. childhood. Mm-hmm. And then the food that she eats is inflammatory enough that these strings in her neck that are knotted and, and, and kinked. Mm-hmm that pain exacerbates and goes all through her head when various patterns, and we call these headaches, migraine, tension, cluster. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what you call them. They're all the same. It's amazing to me, and it's obviously a gift that you've been given. You know, from my perspective, it's God given you a gift. Somebody shows you, a dentist shows you different places that you can press on the mouth, recreate a headache and and a light goes off for you well the light went off for headache at that point and so all the patients that came into this urgent care office with headaches i referred a lot of them to him Mm -hmm. and they were ultimately helped but i Mm -hmm. didn't put the pieces further together yet yeah 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 several years later i was given a monograph written by one of my mentors dr janet travell and she was one of kennedy's physicians when he was in the white house i didn't know that is that right yes and, and what, so, I'm sorry, what did she give you how? Well, a, a medical director of an urgent care I was working for at that time gave me this monograph, 34 pages that she had written. Okay. <clears throat> and a few weeks later, I was working in a, in a clinic in Delhi, and this woman came in with pelvic pain. <clears throat> I examined her, and everything that in my training said this is pelvic inflammatory disease, intravenous antibiotics, ambulance ride directly to the hospital. But it didn't fit. And rather than trying to make the data fit, I looked at her looking very much like Dookie Hauser in those days. <laughs> and she was 20. I can, I can see that. Can you see that? And she was 20 <laughs> years my senior. Okay. And I said, you know, instead of the intravenous. Tell the, the millennials who Dookie Hauser is. Dookie Hauser. He ended up being a doctor looking like, and at 16 years old. Yeah, something like that. Right, right? Right, right. And um, they'd have to Google and look it up and maybe yeah. watch it. Look up YouTube Doogie Hauser. So. I suggested to her that rather than the pelvic exam and the IV and the, the scenario, I, what if we stretch out the muscles in her belly and see if this goes away? And her being older and me looking like Dookie Hauser and her not wanting to go to the hospital, it didn't take her long to say yes. Yeah. 
So I went in, in my briefcase and got out the monograph, and I laid it on the counter behind us and got her on the treatment table. And there were diagrams with X's and arrows and things to show me what to do. And I put her body in those positions and stretched out her fascia that would make that pain pattern. And about five minutes later, all of her pain was gone. All of her tenderness was gone. And I was adjusting my overalls trying to figure out what it was I'd done. That's amazing. Absolutely fascinating. And I don't believe anything I can't see, touch, or feel. Got her phone number, permission to call her, called her back in a week. Pain was still gone. So I read the rest of the article. Wow. And then my dental buddies told me what I needed to buy. The clinic I was working for humored me. And they bought me dental syringes and the tools of the trade. And working for this urgent care, I taught myself myofascial pain in the next year and a half. What a gift you've been given. So, so Tremendous what, gift, it's yes. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a gift. And so what kind of ailments are you? I give, I'll give you two examples that okay. you can talk to. I think it'll be a springboard for you to talk about. I've got a daughter with Crohn's, mm-hmm. and I personally have some type of esophagus issue. What made me think of it was when you talked about putting this lady on an antibiotic. I'm supposed to take antibiotics and anti-inflammatories for two weeks to deal with something that I've got going on with my esophagus, and they want to obviously do a scope. Wow. So there's a lot modern medicine needs to do, and we have wonderful tests that can show us when we are getting into real trouble. Mm-hmm. But we also do things to people because we miss a lot and there's a lot we don't understand. It's probably, yeah, ignorance, right? Yeah. Not in a negative way. It's just and ignorance. pain is a big one. Would you like to see mm-hmm. the touch piece? Can we demonstrate yeah, on yeah, your yeah, elbow? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Let's, absolutely. Um, come in and, and sit around. And, okay. and this elbow is not painful. One of the things that I'm, I'm trusting you, it's not painful because I'm, I'm going to no, tweak it a little bit. a shoulder issue, but no. One of the things to, to really be, be keen on is that at the higher end of this skill, I can touch your body. And when I touch you, we're examining you together. And by the texture of your fascia, tell you where you're tender and show you where your injuries are through your lifetime with an interesting degree of reliability. So watch this. I can touch this and tell you that's tender and this is tender. I can touch up here and tell you that's tender. Watch your talking finger dance. See that move? You know why they call that the talking finger? Yeah. You know, if you put it up in the air, it, it says a whole sentence or at least a couple <laughs> words. If you can, we, a, can we make it talk again just for the audience? We, we, we will. If you, <laughs> but, but if you put a Band-Aid on it, it speaks with an accent. <laughs> okay, now. So the talking finger, the muscle that makes that move, starts up here. It's more ropey and more tender here, less ropey and less tender here, and gone there. This texture is not tender. And this texture is. And by your texture, I can show you where you're injured through your lifetime. Absolutely. The reason that this is tender, remember I was telling you about the strings of fascia that go through the muscle? Mm -hmm. The reason this is tender is because the strings that go through this muscle right here are tied in a knot. And that makes this ropey band that makes this finger move. And the nerve endings in between these strings are squished by the knot, and then I added my thumb. Over here, you have the same strings and the same nerve endings in between, but there's no knot. I can't push hard enough on this to make it hurt, and that's why this texture is not painful. Here's the injury that made it happen. Ready for this? That's tender. This is tender. That's tender. This one's tender. That's not. 
All through here is where these strings weave to your body. And all through here is through your lifetime where you've pulled them loose and injured them. And when the cable snaps, the strings get twisted into this kink. And if this kink is big enough and bad enough, it makes you hurt from here all the way down to your hand. Would you like to feel another one? Yes. Okay. So this is, I'm speechless. I'm never speechless. Check this one right here in your neck. This is tender. All right. That's tender. The injury that caused it is right there. That's always. Feel how tender that is? It's, I, I, now, this part is not tender. A millimeter, two centimeters away, that is tender. Mm -hmm. How'd you get that? Well, there are many places that through your lifetime could have happened, but one of them could have been in nursery school. Sally, you made her mad when you walked in the door. I made a and lot right, of Sally's mad. Right before recess, she came up behind you with no warning and did this and snapped your head back. You tore this string, wound it into this kink that you'll wear, causing you migraines possibly for the rest of your life. Now here's another one. There's no muscle in your body immune. Check this one out. You got one right here too. Feel that? When you got up off the floor and went behind her and pushed her back, that's when that one happened. Now, maybe that's not true. Maybe it was the car accident. Maybe it was all the push-ups you did trying to pass the president's fitness exam when you were, you know, in 10th grade. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But these injuries through our lifetime are what cause the pain that we suffer from today. And it's not magic, and it's not intractable. Mm -hmm. And almost at least 90% of the time we're finding most of it can go away. See, so people don't understand it. And so neither the do my colleagues. Thing, right. The easiest right. thing for them to do is dismiss it. Or to tell you it's in your head. There you go. Or to tell you you're a drug addict because nothing works for your pain except the medicine you're now not allowed to take. Unbelievable. I mean, absolutely. And the medicines you are allowed to take uh -huh. and everybody wants you to take. Uh -huh. Let's take um, ibuprofen, for example. Yeah. The best thing that ibuprofen does for people is to reduce the inflammatory reaction in their body from the food they've eaten that they should have never put in their body. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, it causes you kidney failure, ulcer disease, stops you from regrowing and restoring the cartilage in your joints from daily wear and tear, and heart attacks. Really? Ibuprofen? Ibuprofen? Every single one. Taken in. Aleve, ibuprofen, Celebrex, the whole family Taken does in that. gross amounts. No. I listened to a nephrologist, a kidney specialist, tell me he's seen more people on dialysis from ibuprofen than from diabetes, and it only takes one in an unlucky person. That's hard to believe, yeah. just because they're so... Those drugs by prescription, there was an article several years ago looking at, uh, over a year's period, more than 100,000 deaths, no, 100,000 hospitalizations, and I think 15,000 deaths in this country in one year from that family of drugs. That's hard to believe. And they're over the counter. Unbelievable. So it all comes down to money, right? Well, I mean, or a lot of things come down to money. But it also comes down to people in a lot of pain looking for a way to get out of pain. And nobody tells you you need to change your food. Yeah. Everybody tells you, noop it. Take some Advil. Do this, do that. Mm -hmm. And think, we, we in, in our research, we look back and go, does that really make sense? Should we really be doing it? And try to rethink these things. Here's a common one. Do you put ice on your ankle sprain or do you put heat? Ice. Right. That's Bucket what everybody tells you. Mm -hmm. 
What does your body do to your ankle when you sprain it? Sends all the blood there. Does it warm it up or cool it down? Warms, Warms it, up. it up. Why? Don't you think after all the years our biology <laughs> has been in existence <laughs> that through natural selection, if that ever really happens, that our body would have learned how to heal our injuries as best as it could without going to the hospital? Either that or maybe it was designed that way. So let's just take the argument. Does your, your body warms that ankle up? Yep. Why does it do that? It warms it up to speed up blood flow, increase circulation, and speed up healing. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever want to slow that down? That's fascinating. The only thing I ever put ice on is a burn. If you put ice on your ankle, you just limited your capacity to heal. You put ice and ibuprofen on your owies after you just played your sports thing as a weekend warrior. You've just turned it into a chronic injury and stopped your healing. That's amazing. What should you do instead? Speed up your healing. How would you do that? Go home and put heat on it and squeeze out the swelling as fast as you can. So what are the most... Give me an idea of, of some of the ailments that you're treating so are they all over let's the say board? you have a rotator cuff tear yeah i think i do okay <laughs> and you want to know how to know yeah we can show you right now yeah bring your shoulder over uh-huh <laughs> so oh i might not like this it, it won't be bad you'll live through it okay but john wayne said it best and i don't do the best john wayne but i like let's it and i remember it. it this way let's hear it. a tender tendon is the injured tendon pilgrim <laughs> yeah, and yeah. them that's more tender is also more injured <laughs> All right, that so wasn't bad, kid. Not too bad. So hold There's this. There's about hold this five. Right there. And here's a tendon in your shoulder. Yeah. And this is tender right here. Yeah. That's an injured tendon. And here's another one right there. Yeah. And this one's not as injured as this one because oh, really? this one's more tender. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know? That's sore. Yeah. So is the other one under there. Uh, yeah, it's got a, it, it, it is more painful, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so you've got a tendon that used to look like this. You can rest. Used to look like this. And now you're some version of holes in it or thinning. Mm-hmm. And if you take that to the orthopedic surgeon, his best effort is to cut this out, trim back far enough to get to a reasonably healthy compromise. Mm-hmm. But that's part mm-hmm. of the injury, too. Right. And then drag this up and anchor it to the bone and send yeah. you to physical therapy to figure it out. Yeah. When you skin your knee, you bleed, you make a scab. Four weeks later, the scab falls off and you have new skin underneath, pink at first takes a couple more weeks to get the right color. If I take blood out of your body, concentrate the parts that would make the scab, re-injure this tendon by poking it with a needle so your body knows it's got work to do and otherwise Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a clue, and put that stuff from your blood in, in four weeks when the scab falls out, you have new tendon holding you together. It's that simple. It's, It's hard to believe. And so, so if we can find your injuries by your texture and we know where and how to get your body to repair them, because mm-hmm. we don't fix anything. We get your body to fix itself mm-hmm. as quickly mm-hmm. as it can. Got it. Souping up and biohacking your healing systems mm-hmm. to work where they otherwise wouldn't have the speed, power, or age to be able to do by themselves. Right. And we can help an 80-year-old heal a rotator cuff tendon. That's incredible. We can help... Even a young or an old person regrow cartilage in a worn-out joint. You don't have to replace the joint. Uh X-rays correlate with motion. They don't correlate with pain. If you can still bend your knee 90 degrees, there is no possible way it's bone-on-bone. 
It only takes three cell layers of cartilage to get a joint to move. You can't see that on an x-ray. Mm -hmm. That takes a microscope. Mm -hmm. But if you can move this far your knee, mm -hmm. you don't need a new knee. So are most of the, the issues that you're treating then, are they orthopedic in no, nature? Because or we are you also, treating Crohn's, for example? Yes. With Crohn's disease, we're going to show you what to eat. We're going to show you what supplements to take to try and rehabilitate the lining of your gut. So and what then, happens if you've got a girl that's been through it all? Okay. So started at 14. This will be a good case study. I'd love mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts on this. Started at 14 and has had really the only drug that she took that she had success with, she was a one in a million response to it. So she, it was either her liver, I think it was her liver, responded in a way that it was, they had to stop it. Okay. And so she was experiencing some relief mm -hmm. with that drug. But outside of that, nothing else worked for her. Right. So last resort, which I find out, is the first measure of treatment in Europe is let's put in a feeding tube, cut off all eating. Uh, my wife actually did the research on instead of taking what the hospital was going to give her, which would have been full of sugar, Mm -hmm. My wife says, no, let me do some research. She finds a company in Dayton. It's yes. all natural. Yes. You know who I'm talking yes. about? So they start feeding her tube. Real weeks, food. Eight weeks, nothing. Eight weeks of just just no, no food through the mouth. She could put right. something in her mouth, chew it up, and spit it out. And for the first time, she's 22, in eight years, she feels good. How about that? She feels good. Why? I, I, the only I don't understand the science behind it, but my guess is I've removed whatever the body was having to do with the food that was putting in it, that it she was putting in it. I've removed that. You've process. given her nutrition without the poison, or the things that we're going to use poison as kind of a big term, mm -hmm. but to her body, some of those foods were poison, and her body's not able to defend it, so it makes holes in her colon. Mm-hmm. Makes holes in her intestine. So there was something. So you're, you're, if I'm sitting there with Allison and Dr. Blattman, the first thing you're going to say is there's obviously something you're putting in your mouth that your body doesn't like. And Correct. we got to figure out what that is. Yes. Yeah. And Children's Hospital didn't talk about that. No. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. And not all nutritionists are taught about it. And medical doctors are taught very little about it. Yeah. No, they're taught how to treat it You know, this stuff that medicine. we call probiotics. Yeah. We were putting people on probiotics in our practice 25 years ago. Really? Yeah. And We've that's been what, doing what in mainstream? What is that mainstream? It's not even mainstream yet. Really? Probiotics the progressive people. Because you start to see it. Yeah. What's the stuff called? Uh, Kamuka or Kambuka? There's all kinds of things for... for but I've but, seen that yeah. one, so I've heard of it. My wife... And my people wife's now know to use yogurt when they, have a, when they take antibiotics. But that's only in the last five years or so. And okay, that's There's what lots I of people that don't know that. Yeah. We've been doing that for 25 we're, we've been doing most of this for so long. So what would you have done for your daughter? Gluten-free, yeah. dairy-free, sugar-free. And it's interesting. People go, well, I'm mostly gluten-free. And when you're sick and you've got a real issue, there's no such thing as partial credit. Because that tiny speck of molecule that you put in your body oh, sets off so. your immune system for more than four weeks. Allie, up, are you listening up, to Dr. Blattman? And up to four months. Tiny. 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 That's you all get, it takes. You get no partial credit. See, because you know where we, that is the differentiator right there. In her mind, she's thinking, I'm 99.9% .9 good. That's great. 
And that There's point zero zero one percent that explains why this works. And she got nothing for four months, and it takes four months to settle down her body. Yeah. Now she needs to never, most likely never, put that stuff in her body guess, again. Guess what happened? She went back to eating, and she well, got sick again. Well, they, the tube's still in. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, in a nutshell, yes. Right. But they start reintroducing small bits. And what did they reintroduce? That I don't know for sure. But they said, try now, this, try this. And, and she's, if, she's right back in the soup. Not nearly as bad, but she's back in the soup. Right. Now, if she introduced anything on the universal to our species do not eat list, as we term it, and you can get that do not eat list by going to our website. Yeah, tell us. www.blatmanhealthandwellness.com. And from there, you can sign up for our newsletter and download what we call the Do Not Eat list. And if I'd if I'd have, if I'd have known this, first of all, we I mean, why are we not partnering with you from a wellness standpoint? I mean, we've got eight thousand people that we're self-insuring that need to hear this. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Not only we got to figure this out. Not only is it important from that standpoint, but you're self-insuring these people. You lose. When you self-insure, if you have big bills to pay. we, we got a right? major vest. It's the, the absolute biggest exposure that this company has. If you devote a significant part of the resources we could create to the people that will cost you the most, mm-hmm. and you, by getting them healthier, mm-hmm. stop that sieve mm-hmm. from losing, mm-hmm. you've changed your so entire model. Yeah, we've changed the entire model. But here's the thing. I mean, it also aligns with who we are. Right? Yes. I mean, if we've got something that we get convicted about that we think works, mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer for us. Absolute no-brainer. And that's who I am, too. Yeah. I believe To help that. people to get better, to be able to do things for people who have no hope, who've been told that there's no hope for them and they have to live with this pain for the rest of their lives, that's nonsense. How long have you been doing this? 30 years. Pick one or two of your best top stories. Things that you've you've had people come in and these oh, are these I've are got just, one I just love. Yeah, let's hear it. A woman comes to us. She's in her early 30s mm-hmm. and she's got severe rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. She's had it for 10 years. It started with too many vaccines mm-hmm. for whatever sometimes that might happen. Mm-hmm. And by the time she comes, her fingers are going sideways. Her knuckles are swollen and red. An X-ray of her elbow, so much bone loss you can't see bone on the X-ray but you know there's an elbow there. Mm -hmm. And she's got pain all through, and she won't let you move her arm. She moves it by herself. Mm -hmm. And I have to work on these muscles while she's holding her own arm. She's been with us about every six to nine months over the last few years for four days of intensive treatment. So when people come from out of town, they often come for four days at a time. Mm -hmm. And in those four days, we do herbal medicine, platelet-rich plasma, trigger point injections, stem cells, everything that we know. And now it's three or four years later. Her fingers still go a little sideways. Her knuckles aren't so swollen. She can wear gloves she hasn't been able to wear in years. She goes to her massage therapist, and she has a few places that hurt instead of all over my body. And when we saw her several months ago, she could move her elbow on her own without using the other hand. And she could take off her coat like that without worrying about the pain. And she can work two jobs, and she's no longer an invalid. Unbelievable. You talk no about- biologics, no steroids, no cortisone, but her diet is crystal clean, mm-hmm. and she's done everything we've taught her. Mm-hmm. And 
thankfully, everything we've taught her has worked. Mm-hmm. Do you have any people that come that follow your plan that are not helped? Yes. There are a few people, very, very few over these 30 years, and they that have done the everything I've suggested and nothing's worked, and they haven't been able to figure out. And I wish I had a crack at some of them again now that it's this many mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. But there's oh, sure. very few, very few misses on the people who work at it and try. Mm-hmm. Were they specific? Um, was it a specific area of the body that was more no. difficult? Or you, no. 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 no and this is headaches, yeah. foot pain, mm-hmm. migraines. Pelvic pain is a big one. Mm-hmm. Whether in, in a man it might be called prostatitis, in a woman it could be called vulvodynia. It could be called what if you can't pudendal neuralgia of all things, and it's rarely the nerve. So the prostatitis, prostatitis that I'm is five not times, infectious. Five times a night. Five times a night. There may be things to do to help that. And if it's painful, the pain's usually not coming from the prostate. And in women, and sometimes men, they're they're diagnosed with interstitial cystitis because we think it's the bladder mm-hmm. causing the pain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the bladder, but not most of the time. Mm-hmm. And there's fascia around the thighs and belly and back and butt and pelvis that contribute and make these things hurt that we're never taught how to look for. Mm-hmm. And you can't find it if you don't look for it. And mm-hmm. to uh, over, not to over, but to emphasize the part of not looking and examining, people who've had surgery on their knee or on their back or their spine or their neck, most of these people, the surgeon has never, ever really examined and touched them. Mm-hmm. Poke them, check their range of motion, check their ligaments. But to touch them like I touched your elbow, it just doesn't happen. So here's the, here's the key question. I, I hope and pray that you've thought this one through. Because it's really the, the key, from my perspective, in allowing this phenomenal phenomenon <laughs> take place through you what, what's your perpetuation plan oh who I else teach. You, who else are you training and are there other people out there i listen to you talk and the way i would explain it is i see it it's coming from the inside out right i mean there's you can tell when you can tell you've experienced this something's been given to you some type mm-hmm. of gift based on lots of different variables and so all i can think to myself is okay i got to I've got, I've got to get my daughter to you. I've got to get my wife to you. I've got to get to you. And oh, by the way, I'm going to go on record right now as saying we're going to figure out how to partner with Dr. Blattman here and begin to impact the people that are working with Iron Road. Period. End of story. We're going to make that happen. Um, so how do But then I think, how do, how, do, how do I have you touch 8,000 people? You can't. I have to teach the touchers. How many other people can do it? Um, there's probably about a hundred people that I've taught how to do most of this work. We had a training center in White Rock, British Columbia. We've taught people all over the country. We have a training center and we work and teach people in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Are there other people in Cincinnati? And I teach in a medical school in Seattle. Okay. So are there other people in Cincinnati that can effectively do this at this level? Yeah. There That's, are people in Cincinnati that are really good. Yeah. There are lots of people who have bits and pieces and parts of this. Yeah. Massage therapist even has part of it. Mm-hmm. But I can see that if you're touching the fascial. You know, I, I've done so many things in my training period. Anytime I saw something 
and didn't know enough and there was nobody to refer to, I went and took it on and learned it. Mm-hmm. Anytime I saw something that really piqued my curiosity, I took it on and learned it. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. But you're uniquely gifted. That's part of the problem. Of but that's re- why you're not going to find somebody like me in Cincinnati. I get, it. I get yes. it. Right. But people can follow the path. I got very interested. My, my wife came home and she said, there's a physical therapist you need to meet. I've invited her over for dinner. <laughs> you're going to meet. This, was, nine, to meet. She's this was 1990. And she comes over for dinner and her, she opens with telling me my skull bones move. And I said, well, maybe yours do, but I went to medical school and mine fused when I was two years old. By the end of that evening, I knew that skull bones moved, that nothing ever fused without pathology. And I could feel it with my own hands. Was so curious about that, that I went on over the next couple of years to take enough craniosacral therapy courses that I am a craniosacral therapist. And then I learned that you can feel energy levels off body and Bonnie, the, the woman who invented healing touch, lives in our town. And I took enough healing touch classes that I'm a healing touch therapist. The healing touch. Is that, is that, do they do that at uh, TriHealth? Yes. I was part of the group that helped start that way back when. Um, there's so many things like that, from pelvic pain to myofascial pain to learning about energy to learning about herbal medicines. to pel- uh, Bioidentical hormones is another one. When I first started with bioidentical hormones, I'm treating pain. Women were being put on Premarin by their obstetrician and gynecologist. Well, estrogen by itself is neuroexcitatory and makes the nervous system ramp up in pain. And there was nobody figuring out how to stop that. So there were other doctors worrying about how these drugs cause cancer in people. I was worried about how they make so I can't make their pain go away. And I started to learn bioidentical hormones. And after about five years, because nobody was doing it back then, Mm -hmm. I thought I'd figured it out. And about that time, search committee calls me, and a month later I end up as as a board member of the American Holistic Medical Association, which I later became president. But as a board member, I met this woman, Lisa, also on the board at my very first board meeting, and she was an expert in bioidentical hormones and owned a pharmacy, co-owned a pharmacy, making them and had done it for herself and really had figured it out. Mm -hmm. And there I was in the lecture at my opening meeting in this organization as a member of the board, not paying attention, sitting way in the back at at the keynote address, speaking for an hour and a half with Lisa, where she took apart everything I'd learned on my own about bioidentical hormones in the previous five years and spit it out in a way that made sense (laughs) and taught me in the next five years under her wing how to do bioidentical hormones like nobody I've ever spoken Mm. does them. I don't use skin. I don't use needles. There's another way to do it that's more physiologic and works in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways to do it, but I have taken on all these pieces that if there was no way to learn to send you and refer you, Mm -hmm. and we really needed it in Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. I went and learned it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I have this diverse background. And one of my gifts is to be able to see a complicated, complex person and be able to put the myriad of pieces together because I'm not just in a silo. Mm -hmm. And from my presidency and from the things I've done teaching internationally, I have a wide variety of resources that I can call when I'm stumped Mm -hmm. because somebody in the country Mm -hmm. most likely has seen something 
that's close enough to what's stumping me that to stimulate some piece of creativity that can help. Mm-hmm. And that gives me hope to help even the person that can't find that hope anywhere else. Man, wow. Absolutely fascinating. Can't thank you enough for taking some time to be here with us. We're going to have you back. Because I can't thank you enough for the venue to be able to share this knowledge because people really need to know. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. And we look forward to helping the platform that you've started uh, get to a different level, starting with our folks here. i got to get my wife over there That'd and my great. daughter over there. That would be great. Yeah. Dr. Blackman, can't thank you enough. Pleasure, Thanks Billy. for being here. Thank Enjoyed you so it. much.